Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selective and I'm joined by Greg for this uh, Scottish football podcast. How's things, Greg? Good, thank you. Just waiting on my Nick Walls voodoo doll arriving. You were not a happy man on Sunday, were you? I've never been so angry. So in almost three years of doing the channel, and obviously, what, well, a good seven years before that, on the Mr Fixit site, I don't think I've ever been so angry seeing a bet lose before. Yeah, talk us Generally thought at halftime, nil-nil on cards in the old firm game. Couldn't have gone any better. We spoke about it at length on the podcast last week when we had Jim Dell Hunt on. Sitting there at halftime thinking, can't lose. It cannot, cannot lose. Uh, Gary on the channel also messaged me saying, Greg, um, great position to be in at halftime. And my response to him was, if this doesn't land, I'm packing <laughs> it in. <laughs> yeah, we've managed to talk you down it, from that position, thankfully. It finished 6-4 in the end. Yeah, Nick Walsh said... And uh, you know... It wasn't even that rough a game, you know. I don't really, really recall many particularly bad tackles or challenges or incidents. It was right. the whole, it a really calm playbook, wasn't it? It really yeah. was. I think on the whole, he had a really good match, Nick Walsh. I didn't see the game, to be fair, but from what I'm hearing, he had a really good game, but absolutely lost the plot in the last minute, booking five players. Yeah, an injury time, I think. In the 90th minute to, to down that bet. It finished 6-4, and the yeah. bet was Rangers to get four corners, they got eight and under five cards each Celtic and Rangers. <laughs> but yeah. the show goes on, the show goes on. It does indeed. Uh, we'll cover last week's bet shortly. We've already heard from David over in Norway. How are you doing, David? I'm well, thank you. Yep, and we were just chatting before we recorded there. You're now almost into spring over there, are you? Still some very dark nights for you? <laughs> no, I mean, it's quite light now this time of year. It's not too bad, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty miserable. Very windy today, and then uh, we're expecting another cold front to hit pretty soon, so that's going to be fun. Well, the light at the end of the tunnel is the return of the latest season. Yes. How far away are we from that? Well, not far. Uh, the cup, this is the sort of last, last year's cup. The, the, dra- the drags from last year's cup um, uh, starts up this Sunday. Um, so... Ranheim play both the glint on Sunday and then the weekend after there's another round with another uh, three quarterfinals. And yeah, then the league starts in the first weekend in April. So I think it's Easter Easter weekend. I think it's the Easter Monday, I think. Oh, is the... what a Monday. That's going to be sensational. Yeah. Counting down the days already. Uh, but obviously you're with us this weekend to cast your eye over the Scottish football card that we've got to look forward to this weekend. Um, last weekend, Greg, we, as you say, we had Jim Delahunt on the podcast and it was quite a successful podcast, quite a few nice winning tips on there. Yeah, it really was. There was lots of winning tips across both Jim and my tips last weekend. I think Jim finished with maybe eight out of 11 winners overall on the podcast yeah. last week, which, which was terrific. He's in a great run of form at the moment. Um, we had quite a few in the channel as well. Aaron to score two, over 3.5 goals at Airdrie Falkirk. We had over 3.5 cards for Ross County, Stenhouse Muir to win, Hamilton v Queen's Park, over 2.5 goals, Rangers mm-hmm. Corners, and obviously we spoke about the, the old firm final, um, Bet Builder. Uh, as well, the biggest disappointment was Aberdeen, who did the Corners double. We had Motherwell to get four corners at Kilmarnock. They got six. And uh, we had Aberdeen to win the corner count at home to Livingston. They were 5-1 up after 25 minutes and somehow managed to draw eight all. <laughs> so that was a bit disappointing. But on the whole, by those two 
uh, losers with the Aberdeen and the Old Firm one. It was a pretty decent weekend. Yeah, and hopefully more to come this weekend. As you say, we had the Scottish League Cup final last weekend. Um, back to a full card of league action over Friday, Saturday and Sunday uh, in Scotland. So let's get started. Uh, we'll kick off at Hearts v St Johnson. Greg, are you making the trip to Edinburgh? I'm not. And to be fair, we've actually sold our allocation out for this match. We tend to take a pretty decent support through to Tynecastle. I think we only get 800 tickets at Tynecastle, given they've pretty much sold out all their home games this season. So it's another away game for St Johnston. Um, just want to call out, they've got the third best away record in the league, which is <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so I see. Only Rangers and Celtic have won more games on the road. Obviously, the home form is dire. Yeah, another well, let's not draw last weekend. But let's not, it's <laughs> on the road. We do pretty well on the roads, but obviously we're up against what's been, I guess, the third best team in the country so far this season. What I would say, though, is that I've been obviously very critical of Hibs this yeah. season. We'll get on to Hibs, but they're only five points behind Hearts. I couldn't believe that when I looked at the table, just, you know, ahead of the podcast. The amount of abuse we've given the Hibs this season <laughs> and the amount of praise that we've given Hearts, and yet there's only five points separate the two sides. And really, Hearts won both Edinburgh Derby's in the league, I think. Yeah, they've won all three games this season, haven't they? The Cup game yeah, as well. Yeah, the Cup so. as well. But, I mean, that's all that's separating them. Yeah, there's not much between the sides at the moment. Hebs will we'll touch upon shortly. Hearts 7-10 to 10 for this match. St Johnston 15-4. to 4. Obviously, Hearts will be smarting after that 2-0 defeat at Motherwell. And again, it's a really disappointing result for Hearts on the road. A bit like Aberdeen, and obviously we'll get to them soon as well. Mm. But Hearts' away form is still very suspect. And obviously they do a lot of their good work at Tynecastle. I think 7-10 is probably a fair price. Obviously, Hearts haven't played in two weeks. St. Johnson will be missing Daniel Phillips. And I've spoken a lot about Daniel Phillips in the podcast this season. Yeah, not Cards. before time. And honestly, he's been booked eight <laughs> times and sent off once. I've backed him twice. And the two times I've backed him, he hasn't been carded. So he's only played maybe 15 games for us and he's got mm-hmm. 10 cards this season. So, Is he uh, the most, most carded in the league? No. Off it. No. No. Lee Slattery. Slattery's your man. He's had a ridiculous... Slattery and Goss from Motherwell. Yeah. I think he'll be back there most weeks. Obviously, but do you know what? Uh, while, back as well. while we're talking about that kind of thing, who is the who has done the most fouls in the league this year? Alan Power. No, it's uh, okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of Deb's men. Oh, one of Deb's men. Um, Declan Gallagher. Oh no, Bacchus. Bacchus, yeah. yeah and he's, he's closely <laughs> followed by Curtis Main, which is just... Yeah, he leads on the elbows. The real, he's the of the real hatchet <laughs> man of the Scottish League. Not when you look at the uh, cards table, though. No. I think St. John's lead that quite handsomely. But yeah, no, I, I, I quite like this uh, game uh, for goals as well. Um, I think when you look at uh, St. John's this year, they've definitely had a different approach. Um, to, to, be, to be fair, they scored... Eight times a season on the road, they scored two goals. Which, I mean, I don't, I didn't check the stats on last season's uh, goals on the road, but I can't imagine that happened very often last season. Definitely not as many as eight times. It's very Johnson Johnson like. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you look at Hearts at home, they scored plenty of goals. They've scored um, thirty-one in their thirteen home games. They've conceded twenty. Which, uh, yeah, it, it should make for a good game. And I think only two. Hearts home games all season have not gone for uh, at least three goals, um, and so yeah, over over two and a half goals on this match is paying is paying one point nine, and I think that looks like a really good price on this one. Yeah, 
yeah, in the previous two meetings this season, back that up as well, David. Both of them have finished three two to Hearts. Yeah. Just just on while we're on Hearts and Hibs, uh, they did draw the first time, didn't they? Martin Boyle scored like now. Oh, so he did. He did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, my, my only thoughts on this one, Greg, is that I just wonder, mm-hmm. looking at Hearts' form, is there a danger that they're going to try and cruise to this third place? They seem to have taken their foot off the gas a wee bit, and that has allowed Hibs to close that gap somehow. It has. They're not been winning as many games. Hearts. They've been dropping points, and obviously drop points in the last game, haven't played in two weeks. Maybe St Johnson can have a go at, at maybe Rusty Hearts, but they've got a very good squad, Hearts, don't they? Yeah. They've got some really good players. And there's no doubt in my mind they've got the third best squad in the league. They've probably got the third biggest budget in the league as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I still expect them to probably win this game, but I, I do like David's angle on, on the goals front. Yeah, they've been pretty solid at home, Hearts, as well. Because I was going to ask if 15-4 was a bit of value for St Johnson, given their away for him, but I think anywhere other than Tynecastle and you know going to Glasgow, then it might have been. But uh, yeah, I think that Hearts home for him will see them through, won't it? Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I think the seven to ten is pretty fair price on yeah. Hearts. It's not the worst of prices, and they'll probably be quite a popular bet on the Akers this weekend. Indeed. Okay, so David, we'll go your over two and a half goals in this one, and that's what. One, one point point nine. Nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good stuff. Next up, we'll go to Hibs, who are away to Livingston. Livy have had a wee bit of a rough patch. Uh, David just won one and six. Looking at Hibs for them, though, their only defeats this season has been to Hearts. Uh, they've won four, drawn two, and lost two since the turn of the year. So um, there was a period there where we were maybe calling into question Lee Johnson's future at the club, but they've somehow managed to get themselves back into fourth. And who knows? Are they capable of? closing down hearts into third? I mean, they definitely are. There's no doubt about it. Um, that they can. There are only five points behind them. And uh, Yeah, I mean, this, obviously with the split, they could, uh, there'll be another derby, most likely, and stuff. So, I think this game at the weekend is massive for them. They could, they could end up, I mean, St. Mary probably won't get a, a win against Celtic again, but they could end up outside the top six with a defeat, Hibs. Because <laughs> um, Livingston will jump them with a defeat, and that just shows you how close it is between fourth and seventh. I think they've got a really good battle for that final uh, final top six spot. But I think um, it's going to be a tough game for Hibs this weekend. I think when you look at um, Livingston's form, it's not obviously it's not great, but I think you can look at their fixtures. Not been too easy. They've had Aberdeen, they've had Rangers. Uh, they beat Kelly in between. They lost the cup match, but I don't know if they've made changes in that game. They beat Kelly. Um, they lost to Celtic and they drew the heart. So the, the form is maybe a little bit skewed. Um, a bit. Yeah, a little bit skewed. And if you look at um, this fixture, I don't think um, Hibs have really enjoyed themselves going to Almaville recently. The last four, they've lost the last three. Um, in a trip to Livingston, uh, they've not won in the last four, and yeah, I think it's going to be a really tough game for them. Yeah, I, I know we both of you have got tips lined up, and there's a bit of a difference of opinion. You're kind of falling on the side of Livingston, Craig. You're slightly favouring Hibs and your bet builder. Yeah, I think we spoke last week about Livingston hitting that sticky patch, and it very much is a sticky patch. It's probably verging on a really poor run for them now. I think what you want to call it as well, though, they've scored one goal in six matches. Let me yeah, yeah that's a dire. problem. Yeah. 
a massive problem. They've gone to Aberdeen last weekend, lost 1-0. They're not losing games by much, but they're not scoring goals. Mm-hmm. And if you're not scoring goals, you're not winning games. So Hibs, very, not very fortunate, but they've gone about their business quietly and very well over the last six games. 14 points in their last 18 available, whilst Livingston have struggled, Aberdeen have struggled, St Mirren haven't been at their best. So with all those things been dropping points, Hibs have been doing the opposite. And that's why they're only five points behind Hearts. But as David said, some results this weekend and they could find themselves sitting in the bottom six. So it's very, very tight. The pressure definitely off Lee Johnson. I think it's the first time this season probably it's been off. Probably, yeah. And we're now into March. So he'll be delighted with how things have gone over the last um, month month and a bit. I, I think they can go to Livingston. It is a horrible place to play football. No one enjoys going to Livingston. I think six to four is probably a decent enough price. But I think they can go there and avoid defeat. I'm fully expecting Hibs to go there and score. I'm not expecting Livingston to, to score many goals this weekend. So there's probably a nice angle on, on the bet builder. And I think that, that kind of angle is Hibs double chance, Hibs over 3.5 corners and Hibs to score at 11 to 10. Yeah, the goals aspect wasn't something I'd really considered in this one, Greg. We're just looking at Livy's home forum. They've only scored 13 goals in 13 games. But the Tony Macaroni, which is the lowest total of any home side in the league. Even lower than St. Johnson's, and that's really saying something. Yeah, I think that these two teams in completely contrasting form at the moment. Livingston are a really poor run. Hibs are in great form at the moment. It can definitely go to, to Livingston and get at least a draw. Uh, David, I'm kind of erring on your side, if I'm being honest. I kind of think that that run of fixtures that Livingston have had have been particularly tough. I take Greg's point on board that they're not scoring goals, but we know enough about Livy to know that they don't really go on massive long runs without you know, wins or picking up points. Yeah. I kind of think Hibs being favourites here, just I think Livingston will get a decent price at 19-10, to, to be honest. Yeah, I think if you, if you look at their, their home form, um, and you talked about the goals. Only like the two old firm teams, Hearts once and Ross County once, are the only teams that have held them goalless. Mm-hmm. And actually, only the two old firms and only three teams have beat them at the Tony Macaroni this season. Um, uh, Ross County and the two old firm. So I think so we talk, we've always talked about Tony, that it'd been a hard place to go going to, uh, I called it Almondvale, I don't know, going to the Tony Macaroni. So I think. I just think the the price from Livingston um, draw bet, well the draw bet price was even money, but the 0.0 on the Asian line, which is basically the same bet, mm-hmm. is uh, 2.1 um, for Livingston. And I just think, yeah, the, the last four, they've not lost at home to Hibs. And I think if you look at their last home game that wasn't Rangers, they beat Kilmarnock 3-1. And I can see, I, I can just see them getting getting a result here, whether that is a draw and I get my money back or uh, they can sneak out a win against the hip side who yeah, they've hit a decent little patch but they're still they're still not uh, a great team and they are only two points ahead of Livy in the league this year. So it's uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty even game for this one and I think Livingston's price is uh, a little bit high. Yeah, okay. So it's going to finish a draw, isn't it? 
Looking forward to the group chat on Saturday. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a one-all draw and Hibs have got four corners. <laughs> We're all, all collecting at least something. Okay, so in terms of for the listeners, that's really uh, take your pick. Uh, whether you side with Greg on the Hibs side or whether you fancy David's argument on the Livingston side. Okay, next we've got Rangers at home to Kilmarnock. Obviously, there's a job to do for Michael Beale. He's going to have to pick that squad up after their League Cup final defeat against Celtic on Sunday. It'll be interesting to see how both he reacts and his players react. Will Beale make changes, which I suspect that he will. Um, what we do know is that Kelly is still not going away from home. Greg, just two points from a possible 30, eh, 40, sorry, 42. Uh, Kelly are 16-1 in my notes. Say they should be bigger. They should be 25 to 1 plus, shouldn't they? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right. I think the 1 to 6 on Rangers isn't actually that bad a price. Obviously, it's very, very short, but if you're going to have an ACA on uh, a Jim Dale Hunt special, he would definitely have this as a safety 1 to 6 shot in an accumulator to give you an extra percentage on, on the ACA. Uh, I think Rangers will be the first team on an ACA this weekend. There's a couple of teams in Scotland this weekend you could classify as banker material, and we'll touch upon that shortly. But yeah, I want the six on Rangers to win this. Fully expect them to do so. I try to find value is difficult. Yeah. I think Paul looking special. At... Paul special. Talk about, oh, it's 45. I was going to say, talk amongst yourselves and I'll find the price. I mean, Kelly has scored five goals away from home this season in 14 yeah. games. That's yeah. absolutely horrendous. It's not the worst shout. And I was looking at the, the head-to-head scores as well. I mean, Rangers haven't really put Kelly to bed uh, much. Last five visits have been 1-1, 1-0, 2-0, 1-0, 2-0. So they've been pretty tight games. I think it was, was it 3-2 to Rangers earlier uh, down at Rugby Park the last time they met. So, yeah, it could, could be a tight game. Uh, David, where Rangers maybe need to keep a clean sheet to, to get the three points and go over the line? I'd expect them to bounce back, to be honest. I think um, I think the fans, a lot of well, a lot of fans that I sort of follow on Twitter were a bit upset with the team selection and I think there'll yeah. be a few changes um, come the weekend. I think Cantwell will play and there'll be another couple of changes in midfield potentially. So I think, um, yeah, I think they'll bounce back and I can see, can see them getting a comfortable win, to be honest. Yeah. Any angles for you in this one, Greg? Probably the corners front. Obviously, I called it Rangers last weekend against Celtic, the eight in that game. They've been hitting well over eight corners per match at home at Ibrox this season. I think they've hit over 3.5 first half corners in 10 of their 13 matches. That pays 11 to 10, which I think is quite appealing. Yeah. A bit similar to the, the bets that we do on the channel for West Brom. Obviously, we've identified West Brom as a bit of a corner king at home. And they're racking up kind of similar numbers to Rangers. So looking for an alternative angle, that 11 to 10 on four first half corners looks very appealing. And over 10 Asian corners in this match, money back if there's 10, pays 17 to 20. In terms of looking for a shorter price one, I think you're getting four to 11 on nine corners. And Kilmarnock themselves, they've actually hit three or more corners in 12 of their 14 away games. And that includes hitting three at Celtic Park and Ibrox this season as well. Yeah. So there's definitely an angle here on corners, match corners, and also Rangers first half corners here. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that one to six, as you say, it's hard to say one to six short is value, but it certainly feels as if Kilmarnock, given their record, and the fact that Rangers are coming in to this one off the back of a, a defeat against Celtic in the cup final, as you say, David, you'd expect to see a reaction from them. Yeah, you definitely would. I think, I think you'll get it. Like, I, uh, 
I don't think they're still in the league. They're nine points behind, and I just like I watched the game last week, and I just thought Celtic were far superior. Uh, to be honest, I think they just got a better, a better team, um, slightly better coach, and maybe that's to do with the fact that the manager's only new. But yeah, I just thought Celtic looked far, far superior, and I can't see them just catching them. So it's just a matter of uh, a matter of them keeping, uh, yeah, a bit of pride towards the end of the season. I think. Okay, so it might be a corner's angle on it there for you, Greg. Uh, next up, we'll have a look at Ross County v Motherwell. Do we allowed to call it the Kettlewell Derby, Greg? Um, <laughs> seven, seven points from nine under his watch at Motherwell. And he goes back to Ross County, where, of course, he was a uh, boss there. Um, Motherwell have won three of the last four visits to Dingwall. In fact, they won 5 0 uh, earlier in the season, I think it was. Uh, but a huge win for Ross County last week, Greg, 4 0 at Dundee United. Um, and that's kind of lifted them away from the danger zone, I suppose, and put them the United drop bottom. Yeah, it's a massive thing. I think looking at sides, looking at staying in the league, really have to have some good home form, given how much teams struggle on the road. Uh, we called it out last weekend. Ross County have improved at home. They'd beaten Command at 3-0. They got a draw with Hibs. And as you say, they, they battered United 4-0 last weekend. I, I think Ross County were fancied last weekend, but I don't think anyone yeah. expected a 4-0 victory. And Dungeon United in a very sorry state at the moment. Motherwell, obviously Kettlewell's come in. The manager bounce has worked. Seven points from nine, two wins at home and a, a last-minute free kick at Kilmarnock last week to grab a point. In a game, I think they probably deserved a point last weekend. So I think it's two sides will be pretty decent Nick, coming into this. Uh, Ross County do have goals in them, though. I think now they're starting to score goals. That's eight goals in their last three at home. Eamon Brophy's come in from St Mirren. He's scored three goals in four games now for County. Um, Jan Dehanna, Danda, I think it is, scored three goals in his last three home games. And Jordan White's got three in his last five. So definitely got players at Ross County who can score goals. I think for me, this could be quite an open match. I think there's a good chance both teams will score. And as you say, Motherwell won here 5-0 back in October. So I'd love a repeat of that. I think... Definitely a good angle on the on the goals front. Just before that, though, I think we mentioned last weekend, Ross County v Dungeon United was 4-5 over 3.5 corners last week. Sorry, cards last week. Uh, this weekend, yeah. it's over 5.5 at 65. Oh. It's a two-card jump from 4-5 yeah. to 65. So I've not seen who the referee is, but I think we definitely spotted that value last weekend in the Ross County card market. Over 3.5. You never get 3.5 cards now available on the line, the opening line for evens, really, in the Premiership in Scotland. Most well, lines are set at 4.5 and 5.5. Let me help you out. The referee is Don Robertson. Smart <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm just trying to see what he's averaging 4.27 a game, Greg. No red it's cards so far. It's bizarre how they, they price up the card markets because Ross County v Dungeon United was a Relegation tussle yeah, with two sides yeah. fighting just, points. I think they just got it wrong last weekend, didn't they? In terms of price yeah, they, yeah, they absolutely did, yeah. And this weekend, though, 5.5, that's, that's, that's a big just, ask. That is, yeah. It may very well be six cars in the game, but to go from 3.5 to 5.5 is a, is a big one. Anyway, on to goals. Uh, I fancy over 2.5 goals in this match. I think you can get 6 to 5 in places, but I really do like the look of the Asian goal line over two and over 2.5 is 19 to 20. So that means if there's two goals scored in the match, you'll get half your state back. So it's a nice little security 
blanket really for that bet. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's a very good chance we'll see both teams contributing to goals in this game. Yeah, not the worst shout at all, especially off the back of Gross County's four goals last weekend. David, any angles for you in this one? Uh, not in a betting way, but just in the corner market, I think like Ross County are the worst team in the league for corners, um, and they they've at home they've only hit more than four corners in a game three times this season. Uh, Motherwell hit decent numbers. Um, I think they average away from home. Um, they average just over uh, five or five 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 point four. They average away from home. Um, so they're 1.9 to win the corner match up here. Um, and I think like Ross County, yeah, they just don't hit corners. They scored four goals last week, hit three corners. Um, they've not hit more than four corners since the 5th of November against St Mirren. So, yeah, I think it's just... Uh, yeah, that's at home. Um, so, yeah, I just think that um, corners in this one looks quite a good one for Motherwell. I think they could... They could uh, definitely win that corner matchup. I think it was even money for over five and a half, which is probably a little bit steep. Yeah. A man after my own heart, David. A man <laughs> yeah. after my own heart. Obviously, yeah. I looked at Motherwell today uh, for the weekend's game. I just felt that the price was pretty poor on Motherwell team corners. Bearing in mind last weekend, we were getting two to five on them hitting just four at Kilmarnock. And I think this weekend, the price is um, much shorter on yeah. the corners front. Motherwell are one to four to get four corners this weekend. But I think that's a great shout on the Motherwell most can most corners market. I think they're doing really well away from home Motherwell. Pick up plenty of corners so that's a very nice angle. Yeah, similarly David there's uh, one point nine five zero minus uh, a half on Asian handicap corners. Yeah. We put that bet on. Okay, but Greg, uh, goals for you, it's uh, over two slash two and a half goals on Asian Handicap, yeah, at 19 to 20? Yes. Okay, next we'll have a look at the new firm Derby, and David, a week's a long time in football, isn't it? <laughs> um, Liam Fox was in the, the dugout um, from yeah. last week's defeat for the United. To be fair to the United, they've, they've moved quite quickly, and Scottish football merry-go-round is in... Uh, full swing and Jim Goodwin's ended up in the hot seat at Tannadice and who's his first game against? Aberdeen. Yeah, it's uh, narrative narrative central this weekend up in uh, up in Dundee. But yeah, I think um, I think I watched that interview with Foxy before the game up mm. at Ross County and he looked a little bit yeah he was kind of started in and there was a little bit nervous. I think I think he knew what was coming and then obviously they went and got battered four 0 which was never going to end any other way than I am um, getting sacked or mutual. Consensus, which is always yes. uh, <laughs> always put out to the media. But yeah, I think um, Tim Goodwin's an interesting one. Uh, I know some I, post, I saw on Twitter earlier that he was saying that one bad week cost him his job at Aberdeen, which I'm not sure about that. I think he did have a bad week at the end of what was not a great season, to be honest <laughs> with you. David, I'll stop you there, mate. I'll stop you there. <laughs> I saw that comment from Jim Goodwin, and all I had to do was go into the football stats and show Jim Goodwin his away record at Aberdeen. Yeah. And that's the reason why he got sacked. It was awful. I think, to be fair, what, what, he, yeah. what he was going to say was, I just had one bad week after another. Yeah. You, you just never <laughs> got to finish his sentence. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, so I think um, it's going to be an interesting one. I think you'll there's a right good chance that he'll get a, he'll get a tune out of Dundee United. Like he did a really good job at St Mirren, or he did a good job at St Mirren. Um, 
And I think he could do well at Dundee United. He's got a decent squad that is probably a lot worse off than it should be. And it's a nice game for him, you would think. Like he's, he's got Aberdeen coming, who are the only only Kelly are worse than Aberdeen away from home. Um, Dundee United are joint with them. I just, it's a good home game to have for your first game against a team who you were absolutely desperate to beat. Um, you'll get the players pumped up, and I think it could be a really tough tough afternoon for Aberdeen again. Um, I've I've got a bet on this one, and it's Dundee United on the Asian line again. It's zero zero point zero um, plus zero point five on the Asian line for Dundee United, so it's half your half half a win if it's a draw. Um, and if Dundee United win, obviously it's a win. So yeah, and is that right? Ah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Ah, that's right. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so yeah, I think um, I just think it's a really good game for for Dundee United to get for a good one to have, and I think the home record again against Aberdeen is pretty good. Uh, they've not lost any of the last four. I think they've won three of the last four at home to Aberdeen. They beat them four 0 earlier in the season. Um, Aberdeen's away record is shocking, so yeah, I think uh, this is a, it's a really good matchup for for Dundee United. Yeah, Greg, it's an Aberdeen side who are in a kind of state of flux as well. Barry Robson is still in charge there. To be fair, they've won the last two, sorry, two out of the last three. Um, their only defeat in those days has been to Celtic. Uh, but as David said, that away form has just been absolutely abysmal. Under Goodwin's watch, to be fair. Oh, yeah, I've been obviously highlighting Aberdeen's away form now for years, really. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like years anyway. Three wins in 31, nine defeats in their last 10, seven defeats in a row, and I think it's just two wins on the road in 24. Now, I know a lot of people are saying that they think Jim Goodwin's mad to take on the Dungeon United gig, but he's a smart man. He understands he's not going to get a bigger club now than Dungeon United, probably. He's gone to Aberdeen, the biggest club he'll manage, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, I don't listen. see him getting a move anywhere else. No. He won't go to Hearts, he won't go yeah. to Hibs. Dundee United for him, it's a big club. Yeah, and... to, fall, to fall out of Aberdeen and into Dundee United. Oh, is, jackpot. Is, you know, absolutely, absolutely jackpot. Yeah, and he, he, you'll have an ego and you'll have belief in himself that he can go into United. Yeah. Bear in mind, it's not a strong league. Kilmarnock, Motherwell to a certain extent, Ross County, all catchable. It's only four points behind. Yeah. So he'll have full belief. He can go in there, do a job, keep them up, get a gig full time, and get another yeah. two or three year contract. And the thing is, he only needs to finish above one team, <laughs> really. You know. Yeah, exactly. Because let's be honest, playoffs. there's no chance anyone in the Scottish Premiership is losing a playoff game this season. No, but I'd love to see Adam David in the United playoff. To be honest, that would be epic. <laughs> that would indeed. Um, so yeah, as David said, it kind of feels like one of those games where it's kind of fallen into Jim Goodwin's lap a wee bit. Um, massive point to prove against an Aberdeen side, which he has kind of decimated um, in terms it's of confidence away from home. Kickoff. It's an eight o'clock, uh, six pm kickoff on Saturday yeah. night, which is great for the fans. All day in the boozer. Watching the scores come in, then just pop along to the game. That's about 4,000 Aberdeen fans at this match, so it should be a pretty de- decent atmosphere. Yeah. I'm a David, though. 11 to 5 on United win is decent. 6 to 5 in Aberdeen. Seriously. I feel insulted. I think the book is yeah. insulting us. Aberdeen should be 2 to 1, honestly. Dungeon United may be bottom, but Aberdeen's away form has to be factored into this, plus the fact. They've disappointed their new managers at Dungeon United. So, yeah. uh, no bet for me in this game yet. I'm still looking at an angle, but I certainly would not be back in Aberdeen. Yeah, agreed. 
Uh, yeah, and I don't think Dundee, uh, David's angle's the worst at all. Dundee United split stakes on Asian line. Uh, what price was that, David? Uh, it was 1.9 for that 1. one. 1.9, yeah, okay. Sounds good, a shout as any. Uh, on Sunday, we've got St Mirren v Celtic. Obviously, Celtic lifted the first piece of silverware of the season last week, potentially first leg of a treble for them. Greg, commanding lead in the Premier League, uh, nine points clear, significant goal difference, which almost makes that 10. They're now an incredible 24 games unbeaten, of which they've won 23. Uh, the last domestic defeat was against St Mirren, and of course, that's who they play on Sunday. Well... It must be very boring being a Celtic fan. <laughs> <laughs> must, must be horrendous. <laughs> must be awful. But, yeah, as you say, was it back in September, October time, November time? The last uh, time Celtic dropped points? September, I think it was. September, wow. So, <sighs> off the back of another another trophy for Celtic. So we're back at home though, and as we've highlighted quite a few times this season on the podcast, Sitman do very, very well at home on the corner front. And in general, to be fair, got a very, very strong home record, Sitman. Hence why they are in the top six. They obviously need to improve their away form dramatically. But home form has been brilliant. Racking up well over six corners per game at home. I think only Rangers and Celtic have racked up more corners at home than Sitman. I think they've hit at least four corners now in 13 of their 14 home games and that includes six against Celtic last time here and they've also hit six against Rangers they're six to four to hit four corners on Sunday which I think is a great price and I must admit the four to six on them to hit three is very very solid so quite an easy bet this one for me Um, Sitmirin over 3.5 corners at six to four yeah can't really argue with that at all especially Given Celtic's recent record there, lost the last game, drew the game before that. Um, actually thought St Mirren did pretty well against Celtic in the Cup game, David. I don't know if you've seen that one. Even though Celtic kind of powered away for them towards the end and ended up winning 5-1. Yeah, I didn't see that one. But yeah, this is obviously coming in off the back of an old firm. That's exactly what happened last time they went to uh, St Mirren. They came in off the back of a 4-0 win against Rangers and got beat 2-0. So yeah, um, interesting game. For St Mirren, obviously they've got nothing to lose and they're still um, still in the hunt for that top six spot, which is definitely achievable and would be a massive achievement for them. I don't know if Greg has the the, the last time they were in the top six that um, to hand. I'm sure he has it in his head all the time. But, um, yeah, it's been a really good season for them and I think... Um, yeah, they've got as good a chance as... Probably sort of even chances Levy and... Aberdeen to get into that um, final spot. Um, just on the I mentioned Curtis Main earlier. He has three is he three point seven five to get yellow carded uh, or carded in general in this game. And as, as I said, he's he's the second most foully player in the league. So that looks like a pretty high price uh, for me. Yeah, and we do have uh, David Dickinson on the whistle. Uh, he is right up there with uh, averaging 5.18 Oof. cards per game. Wow. Wow. So yeah, uh, cards might not be the worst angle. And Mr Main's always good for a card, isn't he, Greg? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> right, there's, a, there's a few in that submitted team, I think. Um, <laughs> so yeah, maybe a card angle on this one as well. But for you, Greg, it's corners, submitted corners over three and a half at 64. Yeah, and obviously I wouldn't put anyone off back in the, the 4 to 6 to a double at uh, three to one. Uh, sorry, uh, four to six for three corners in that match. First and yeah. First and yeah. 
Okay, doke, we'll recap all those bets uh, before we finish up the podcast. Uh, we don't have any particular bets in the world least, but let's have a, a look through some of those and just see if anything kind of crops up that we fancy. Uh, in the Championship, Greg, our bet on Dundee to go up as champions, and they just look as if they're doing everything they can to avoid winning, <laughs> winning that league, don't they? They have derailed. The yeah. title challenge has derailed massively. They're very, very lucky, Dundee, that, to be fair, most other sides in the league have also had a, a poor run. So I think they're quite fortunate to find themselves only four points behind. They really should be further behind. Yeah. It's been a horrible run of games. Battered at home against Patrick Thistle on, on Tuesday night. They go up to Cove, 4-7. to seven. Very, very short. Dundee, be back in Dundee at that price anyway. Not away from home. I know they're playing yeah. Cove. But... <sighs> Four points behind, what, nine games to go? Is it nine games to go? No, sorry, 11 games to go. Ten games to go. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> Ten games to go. I just think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns in in this league. There's 30 points still to play for. Dundee are only four points behind. Obviously, I'm a very much a glass half-full sort of person. But Queen's Park, very much in the driving seat. And they're at home to, to Morton. Again, a very tough game to call. And if Morton yeah. win this, they only go four points behind Queen's Park. <laughs> so it's a, it is a fascinating league, I must admit. I, I think it's a poor it's not league. not a very strong league, is I it? I don't yeah, think... It's, 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 it's probably the weakest league. It's even weaker than last year's league. I yeah. don't think any of the teams in this league could, could compete in the Premiership. I, I really don't. And that's not being disrespectful. I just don't think there's any strong sides in this league at the moment. And whoever comes up, I think will go straight back down. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the four teams that are at the top of the table have all lost seven games. Tells its own story, probably. You know, no one's really kind of run away with it or kind of showing the kind of forum that you'd expect from champions that are coming up, David. Yeah, no, I think like I, I have quite a lot of experience of playing in the championship um, and they always seem to be a team who would go in big, long runs, unbeaten and, and even winning runs. And there was always one or two teams who was really strong and far stronger than the teams at the bottom so I think uh, yeah I think it's just a, it's a bit of a, a pick and league and it is as you say tough to pick a winner for the games on Saturday I think um, yeah Kings Park are around even money but you couldn't back them against Morton um, with Morton having picked up a little bit and yeah Dundee are ridiculously short away from home so yeah, tough, tough to pick a winner in that league, and we did say that we have been pretty much saying that all season. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, early doors, Greg Div had highlighted the potential for five draws landing in that league at some point this season. I don't think it's landed yet, but every week we look at the fixtures, we kind of think, you know, it's still going to be far away. Yeah, it's really tight, really tight, and tough games to call. I don't think there's been many games this season in the championship we've backed a team to win with quite a few goal bets, but in terms of sides to win, very, very difficult. Uh, I guess there's nothing standing out for us I just wondered whether Hamilton via growth Friday night it's not going to be the most glamorous game ever uh, Hamilton had been in really good form obviously got beat last week against uh, Queen's Park I thought they were at a fairly decent price at home given the form that they'd been in prior to that Greg Yeah I think so it's a massive game for, for, for both sides obviously uh, tomorrow night I think Hamilton have a really good run and obviously overtaken Arbroath to go ninth just obviously a point ahead of them. But you're, you're really talking between the three of those sides, Cove, Hamilton and Arbroath, who'll kind of pick up those bottom two places. But yeah. it's really difficult to call. Obviously, they got beat last weekend, Hamilton, but they were playing 
swashbuckling Queen's Park, who go back to winning ways. So I wouldn't like to call this one. I was to, yeah, I would. I wouldn't like to call it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, David Enson for you in the championship. Uh, nah, nothing. Nothing jumping out. Okay, uh, let's have a look at League One. Falkirk uh, five points behind in Fremlin. Falkirk being in great form, but it kind of feels as if they can't really chip away at that. And Fremlin lead at the top, David. Yeah, as you say, yeah, Falkirk have definitely picked up in the second half of the season, but the Fremlin have only lost once all season, and that's that is going to win your leagues if you don't lose many games. I think. Um, we, we, I think we highlighted it maybe last time I was on the show that they don't score that many goals, but they don't concede a lot at all. They conceded only 16 in their 25 games so far. Um, yeah, I think uh, Falkirk, it must be it must be quite demoralising to keep winning and coming back in and changing them after game and finding out that Dunfermline have won as well. So, yeah, it's going to be hard. I think, although I haven't said that, it's pretty much a gimme, you would say, against a Peterhead type side that have only won twice all season. Uh, they lost 18 out of 26. So, yeah, you'd think it's a, a pretty easy home win for them at the weekend. Yeah, I think they look pretty solid this weekend. Again, a short price, Greg, but I quite fancy them as part of a double at home to Peterhead at the weekend. Yeah, it's hard to make a case for Peterhead, especially when you factor in Falkirk's reform at the moment. Another really good one last weekend at Airdrie. Not an easy yeah. place to go to. They were a yeah. great place last weekend, Falkirk, at 64, I think they were. So that one to four looks absolute banker material um, on, on Saturday. Yeah. Tricky wee fixture for Dunfermline. They're home to Alloa, who have been pretty decent for themselves. Yeah, but I think, as David said, Dunfermline just keep picking up the wins. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Dunfermline edge this 1-0. One, one, one they're going to drop points at some point, you'd imagine, but I, I don't see it being this weekend. Uh, the other one I quite like to look of, uh, maybe, was Kelty Harps. Only one defeat in eight for them over the course of 90 minutes. One, two, drawn five, and their only defeat uh, has been to Falkirk. At home, Edinburgh City, who are sitting third on the table, but managed only their first one in six last week, and that was against uh, struggling Clyde. So I kind of thought even money on Kelty Harps might be worth a second look, David. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad a price. I think it's probably hard to hard to back a team who have won less or fewer than half of their home games. Um, Edinburgh are better away from home. Well, they're not better. They've got twenty points away from home, which is um, third best in the league. And yeah, I don't know if if Kelty. They've just they're not good enough that I would probably back them at even money. I guess I mean Edinburgh. Although you say it was the first one in six, yeah, it was a very good convincing win that should give them confidence. I think um, to go into a game, but yeah, it's a nice short. So is that a derby? You say that's a derby? It's an East Coast derby. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think um, even money is tough to. Tough to get behind for me, even though it's uh, their form is better than Edinburgh's. Probably tells its own story that we're scra- scrambling around yeah. <laughs> for even money yeah, shots no, and try, try yeah. to justify back and kill hearts at even money. Um, anything else in League One for you, Greg? Well, Montrose at home to Clyde, 30 to 20 for Montrose, be pretty popular, but they're a bit of a tough team to back sometimes. Montrose, don't know what to expect from them sometimes, but obviously Clyde's struggling, so again. Probably expecting Montrose to be quite a popular home um, acrobat this weekend. Yeah. 
And um, Queen, Queen, of, Queen of the South, Airdrie, the 17 to 10 for Queen of the South, 5 to 4 for Airdrie. Yeah. Difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another one that could go either way. Um, I did mention that I quite liked uh, Falkirk as part of a double, uh, and I quite like to double them up with Stirling Albion in League 2 there at home to Albion Rovers. And that double pays just over even money, Greg. It does. And obviously, last weekend, one of our channel members sent me a quick text about half past one to inform me that Albion Rovers were missing up to 10 players at the weekend against at home to Annan. Uh, and Annan won that match 2 0. So, really good insight that we got last weekend. And I think you're still on Albion bet at 30 to 20. Looks very solid. I would expect still on Albion, to be fair, to be a little bit shorter than 30 to 10 to 20, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, probably expect it to go off well at evens when people start looking at the coupons tomorrow night and Saturday morning. Yeah, they've definitely got um, Dumbarton in their sights, haven't they? It's now just a, a five point lead for Dumbarton, but still have got two games in hand on them. They do, and obviously Dumbarton, massive, massive coupon busters last weekend, losing <laughs> to Elgin. Yeah. Huge coupon buster last weekend, Dumbarton. And as you say, two games in hand, still on Albion in great run. This is a lovely game for them this weekend. They'll go yeah. off at one or two or less, and I think that's a great double. Yeah, and especially with Dumbarton away at Sonora, as we've had. I think it was maybe early on the, the season when Dumbarton were going pretty well. We've, we've flagged up Stranraer as possibly uh, a chance to, to get the better of them. I think they did. I think they won they did, yeah. Two. That's right. It was yeah. game. That's right. So that'll be a, a tough one for them. Um, anything for you in League 2, David? Uh, not much. I thought Elgin, I hope my Bonnerig maybe jumped out a little bit. Um, but then I looked at Elgin's home form and it's not very good. They're better actually on the road uh, this year, which is surprising because Elgin, you'd think a bit of a trek up and a lot of teams wouldn't enjoy that. But yeah, um, I'd say that's Quite a lot of their players are based in the central belt as well. Yeah, yeah, that probably... probably does help because their, their players also have to travel for home games. So that, that, <laughs> yeah. could a, that could be a factor in that. One final game from League Two is Annan at home to Stenhouse Muir. Yep, Annan have been very, very good for us on the channel over the last couple of months. Um, landed quite a few winners for us again. So last weekend, Stenhouse Muir as well in decent nick. So two in informed sides, fully expecting goals in this match. It's a little bit short though at eight to eleven. Don't tend to put anything up anything less than four to five. Most bets tend to be around evens or above. But you can probably get a bit inventive if you look at the bet builder. So you can take Annan and Stennis Muir over 2.5 goals and over 0.5 second half goals at 4 to 5. Or you can take a goal in both halves and over 2.5 goals at even money. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. OK, let's uh, have a wee recap of our bets for this week then. Greg, can you kick us off? Yeah, so kind of three bets um, from the, the the top flight, starting off with Hibs at Livingston, and I'm taking Hibs double chance, Hibs over 3.5 corners, and Hibs to score, and that pays 11 to 10 on the bet 365 bet builder. And moving into the Ross County v Motherwell match, I'm taking over 2 and 2.5 Asian goals at 90 to 20, and that will be half stakes back if there's two goals in that game. And from Sunday, St Mirren home to Celtic in the lunchtime kickoff, and I'm taking St Mirren over 3.5 corners at six to four. Yep. Okay. And David. Yeah, uh, I am on Hearts uh, versus St Johnson over two and a half goals, and that's 1.9. Also, Livingston 
Uh, home to Hibs on the Asian line, 0.0 on the Asian line, that's 2.1. And also Dundee United at home to Aberdeen, also on the Asian line, which is 0.0 plus uh, 0.5, and that's 1.9. So all those games are on Saturday. Yeah. Fraction awards are also available. Available and <laughs> difficult. <laughs> difficult to get there. Okay. Uh, now, don't forget, you can follow David on Twitter at dweatherston11. And, of course, if you don't already follow Greg, you can do so at browning84greg, where you can find out details of how to join his private channel if you're not already a member. And there's a deal on for March, Greg? Yeah, so approaching our kind of third birthday once we hit the start of July, so not, not that far away since we, we launched three years ago. And uh, looking at kind of March, April, May, across the last two seasons, the business end of the season, been very, very good in terms of getting winners. So doing an offer for, for March and you get your first month half price at £10. Yeah, so come and join us and um, take advantage of that offer if you're not already a member. Um, and that's us for this week. We'll be back next week with more Scottish football tips. And in the meantime, best of luck with the bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and all the best.